Hey, hello everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 24th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking, buy and hold, having hype. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion. Five-digit realm, compete, don't complain. Conviction, I'm offended by selling. No fancy sets or graphics. Holder of last resort, don't scam yourself. Hello, my elite friends. It is late at night. How is everyone tonight? It's Memorial Day weekend. We're going to get into I bet you forgot it was. Uh, check out uh, techvault.com. That's where you can watch all of the This Week in Bitcoin shows. Uh, well, the recent ones. Guy Swan, Juan Galt, and Gigi were on. Watch that show right now. It's linked to below. Disruptmeister.com. All my recent shows. Sportsmeister.com. Like 400 of my freaking podcast versions of this show. Some of you are listening right now. You don't need those fancy sets or graphics or those not-so-fancy sets or graphics or that wild uncut hair. You don't need to see that if you're listening right now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it is Memorial day weekend. Uh, to Monday is a holiday in the United States. I totally forgot it was Memorial day until recently. And, uh, I'll, I'll just say this. There's a lot of people that haven't been working lately. Uh, so they, they've had Memorial day weekend, like nonstop. So compete, don't complain, do some work. It's there's no sin doing work on Memorial day getting ahead of the curve, okay, getting ahead of the uh, crowd, ahead of the mob. All right. So, yeah, get to it, people. You can be productive on Memorial Day because I'm sure a few of you have had some unproductive Mondays lately. But you know, remember remember your relatives. And I will say this, that uh, my father was named after Louis Meister, who died in uh, World War II. And Louis Meister did not die for his uh, – Great, uh, whatever I am to him, to be a freaking bootleg bootlicker, independence baby. I'm no collectivist, and I, I, I'm thinking about the dudes that gave their all. Uh, and uh, the United States, it, it, it is special because we are we're on the uh, tip of the spear. Okay, we're the ones that fight this uh, this fascism that's going on. The people right now, all across America, the ones having the protest. You see protests in America more so than in any other country. So there is there is some type of spirit passed on through the years from the Lewis Meisters of the world who got uh, ripped up in the freaking Philippines, uh, may his memory be blessed, to, to this generation today. So let's keep it going. No boot licking here. No telling on your friends, telling on your neighbors. No snitching. Pound that freaking like button. Okay, now back to the regularly scheduled program. And go to the beach. Yeah, go to the beach. <laughs> no problem with going to the beach. Celebrate. Celebrate for the dudes who can't go to the beach. They didn't die. So you go go hide in your freaking basement. They want you to go to the beach, have a fun time. Now, Goldman Sachs. Don't put them on a pedestal, okay? Don't put them on a pedestal. But I got to say, Goldman Sachs is hosting a call about Bitcoin and gold. Uh, their client client conference call will include subjects that Wall Street has either long derided or shrugged off Bitcoin. Ooh. Per an invitation to investors, the investment bank is holding a client call on U.S. economic outlook and implications of the current policies 
for inflation, gold and Bitcoin. All right. The conference call is set for May 27th. Okay. May 27th, which is what? What day is May 27th? It's this Wednesday. Wednesday. They're going to be talking about Bitcoin. Good. That's good for them. Per the title, per, per this title, though, the cause ostensible aim is to discuss how current central bank policy and the risk of monetary inflation could impact assets like Bitcoin and gold. So what they're going to be saying, hey, clients, eh, you know, there's this uh, money printing going on right now. How could this money printing affect gold and this thing called Bitcoin? Have you heard about this thing called Bitcoin? Let's discuss this thing called Bitcoin because there's a lot of money printing going on. It's really basic stuff. I mean, any any major financial organization worth anything should be talking about Bitcoin right now. I mean, they're not blind. They can see the insane printing of the dollar. They want something that is scarce. So they'll be talking about it. They've gone from deriding it to talking about it. In time, in time, you want to beat them to the punch, of course. But hey, maybe they're going to punch real soon. Compete, don't complain. Don't be one of those no-coiners in a few years. Why, why did the Goldman Sachs get Bitcoin before I did? It's so unfair. Dude, they don't have it yet. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people who work there do, but they're discussing it with their clients, all right? And they're admitting it. Don't, don't say you weren't warned. And, oh, yeah. So here, here is a, a dude. I love this tweet. This guy is Mandrick. This is for you strong handers out there. But it's also an example of why people almost make really silly mistakes. I almost panic sold Bitcoin in 2012 when a Bitcoin talk thread linked to a site that listed every private key. I was so confused, but waited to see what people had to say in the thread. People sell for the dumbest reasons and they always regret it later. Dude, you really would have regretted that one. Now, you should have no regrets in life, people. You should have no regrets. But one can see why some people would be haunted by certain things if they believe some freaking Bitcoin talk thread about private keys being revealed. Uh, and then they sold all the Bitcoin. And then uh, a few years later, they go, oh, my Bitcoin was only worth like $5 a piece. You know the rest of the story. So, guys, I get emails and DMs often from people with modern day versions of that story. Oh, I heard that Satoshi is this Australian dude. I should sell my Bitcoin. Oh, and he says that he's going to sell all his Bitcoin. Should I sell? Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's similar to just that, that ludicrous Bitcoin talk thread from 2012. All the private keys are listed on this website. <sighs> Guys, you know, don't, don't, don't believe everything that you read. And when you read something that's startling out there, take some time. Read what some other people say about it. Read what some of the dudes that I quote, uh, that I talk about all the time, the Twitter threads, the, the Matt O'Dells of the world, the Nick uh, Carters of the world. Read what they, the Tone Bay, read, read all the Twitter threads. If you if you read something that freaks you out, then read every every single Twitter thread, even the dudes you dislike. And you'll get a, you'll get a feel of what's going on and that you don't need to sell. You, you got a strong hand. You, I mean, or, or first of all, you never need to sell. You never need to stress the bottom line. Woo! Pound that like button now. Some people need some people need reminders. They need constant reminders. Uh, oh my! Great. My connection is unstable. Please wait while we're we're reconnecting. 
You got uh, hang on. All right, I'm back. I'm back. There was a little problem there, apparently. It, it's it's amazing, you know. It's it's amazing. All right. You online. I got you in here, Australia. Well, hello, Derpty Derp. Hey, my elite friends. I see you over there. Does anyone have any questions? As I said, I would do uh I would do QA uh tonight. Bitcoin Meister, do you trust Ledger as a third party? Purism laptop necessary. Dude, you've been listening to Trace Mayer. A purism laptop is not necessary. Not necessary at all, period. Uh, but do I trust Ledger as a third? I trust Trezor. I trust Trezor more than Ledger. How about that? I trust Trezor more than Ledger. We're going to talk about, um, and when, when you say a third party, I, I wouldn't, no, they're not, they're not a third. If you have your freaking Ledger there, okay, you, on one level, you're trusting that it's, a secure device. It's it's not going to break. You're trusting the company. Okay, that's that's your third party aspect. Uh, fine. But once you got that lead that lead ledger in your possession or that treasure in your possession, you're you're trusting yourself. Okay, there's no more third. It's 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 the second party. It's your friend right there. It's your baby right there. And you're you're saying, is my baby? It's not going to break. It's not going to die on me. And I I trust my baby. I trust my my uh, I, I trust my treasure more than my ledgers. Okay. All right. I like I like Trezor more than Ledger, but still, I, I don't think uh, anything catastrophic, horrible is going to happen where it, it will no longer function and I will no longer be able to get my glorious Bitcoin off of those devices. So, uh, and on the third party aspect of them being created by companies, because they were created by companies, if there was a, a reason you should not trust those companies. Like one of the, uh, they, they, somehow they knew the private key or the, the recovery seed of your, uh, of your ledger. They somehow knew it and someone, and they stole the funds immediately. They would go out of business. Okay. That that's it. That's it. So there's this, uh, that that's a very integral part of their, of their business model. Like one failure, one failure, and they're gone. So that's where the third-party trust is. But these are long-established companies now in the space. Trezor, let's say, longest. I don't. I don't think that's all that's going. I don't think that's all that's going to happen. And I don't think it, it would happen to me. I mean, there's plenty of many people that have the Trezor. It's not. It's not going to happen. That. That's where my uh, trust in the original company comes from. But I, I don't consider since I have my private key right there. I, I'm not trusting them with my private key. Now we're gonna get we're gonna get into Casa. We're gonna get into Casa in a second. I'm gonna, because it was in the title and someone had a question about it. And that's a that's a different scenario. The the question with with Casa. But let me get back to what I was talking about. I'm glad uh, I'm glad the YouTube feed and thank you for the question. Keep on asking them, people. So here is this is a Matt Odell quote that someone quoted. Uh, Bitcoiners should try to limit the amount of KYC services they use and only use those that they trust intimately. When it comes to custodial privacy, users should choose their custodians very carefully. Your private information is valuable. Start acting like it. So there's all the, some of you dudes are traders. You give your freaking driver's license to like every single freaking uh, third party uh, trading uh organization, be it Coinbase, Gemini, who Bitfinex, wherever, I, I don't know. 
You're giving it to so many people. You're trusting so many people with your KYC information, personal information. What's, what's, what's the point? You, 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 I think that's too far. I think that's too far. With me, I, I admit, of course, uh, Coinbase uh, knows my personal information. And that was it. I don't, that's it. And then people are like, why do you only do with Coinbase? Why only coin? Because I don't want to give out my, I don't want to give out my information to any other people. Why, why, why give it out to the whole freaking world? Okay. Why make myself that much more trackable by the, one of those, uh, shady, uh, shady exchanges that might uh, one day just give all their information to some, uh, government authority to, to track me down or who knows, who knows what, I mean, I'm not, paranoid about that type of thing but on a small you know scale it down a little bit you don't want you don't want your information just why give it out to so many darn people and that's what he's that's what he's saying here that there there are some people that are just frivolously giving everything away um all right so adam when you mentioned you mentioned trezor a lot what do you think of casa and their multi-sig solution well i mean bottom line i would never do it I would never do it. I would not incorporate a third party, okay, they being the third party, with my storage solution, with anything to do with my private key, okay? I wouldn't have some other group and, and pay them for it. You pay some monthly fee or something like that. And there are humans behind that company where that has that has that information, that multi-sig information that, you know, just in case you lose. Uh, something they'll be able to give it to you and then you'll be able to recover all the Bitcoin. Now, I, I understand what they're doing and I understand why corporations might need something like that. But as an individual, okay, if you're just Adam Meister or Joe Smo or whatever, why do you need to complicate matters that much? You're going to say, well, because if I lost something, then they could give me and they could help recover and then it wouldn't be lost. You, This is about you know being your own bank, okay? That means no third, no third party involved at all in terms of holding your private key, all right, or anything to do with your private key. Uh, so that that's my bottom line on it. I'm sure for what they do, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure for what they do, the solution that they give to corporations who need something like that, who is because. If you get a, a corporation and you're you're holding other people's money and it's you just don't want one person in charge and you want backups, so just in case somebody becomes corrupt, that uh, you could be bailed out. Oh, okay, I mean, and, and this is a you know that's why I'm glad I'm not a corporation. Okay, try to keep it simple. A lot of people like to to get into Bitcoin businesses and form Bitcoin corporations. Well, in the end of the day, who's going to hold your Bitcoin? And how, how are you going to come up with a solution? Are you going to have to get into one of these uh, type of uh, CASA solutions? Or are you just going to have to trust your buddies that they're not going to rip you off? Okay. That there's a lot there. So, hey, there, there's a lot to be said about being a true individual and not forming some corporate entity and just holding your own freaking Bitcoin and keeping it real simple, not lending it out, loaning it out, trying to make money off of interest and hoping that you get it back, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, all I do, you just I just put it on the Trezor, put it on the ledger, put it on the BitBox, put it on the whatever the heck I have, the people, all these storage devices, darn things I got, okay? That's all That's all it is for me. Um, so, but yeah, so I would not, I would never do it. I would never do the Casa solution. And if you, uh, but per, per, you know, the Bitcoin Inquisition people, they like the Casa solution. Some of them, some of the people that are like so hardcore Bitcoin, 
They're like, oh yeah, my friends work at Casa, so they're cool. Um, but it's funny how the Bitcoin Inquisition can work. Like if if you've got a friend who doesn't like who starts his own company or whatever, and it's not exactly in line with your strict orthodoxy, he's your friend, so he's an exception. And, oh, okay, that's fine. He doesn't go to the Inquisition. Now, and no offense to Casa or whatever, I, I, but if you want someone who really rips on Casa, the the opposite of <laughs> if you don't want to like Casa, then follow J W Weatherman. He he. If you want to be scared about any type of storage solution, follow JW Weatherman. And he, I, I, and JW comes on the show and everything. I'm not, I'm not ripping him or on him in anything. I think he brings up some interesting points about about Casa. Some some things that that definitely make you think uh, when when he has brought up Casa. So if you're if you're a Casa questioner, you know, follow uh, JW or ask ask JW that question. He'll give you a much much more brutal answer than what I have given you this evening. Uh, but yeah, I, I am not into custodial nonsense. I'm into controlling my own private key. All right. Uh, but I, I can I can see situations where people are going to have to, they have a, a legitimate business. They have a legitimate business that caters to a legitimate, uh, market. And so they're competing. Good, good. We, and that's good for the space. Some people want to go that direction. I do not want to go in that direction. Now, let me, uh, I got an Andy Hoffman tweet here. Wait, Kiwi Bloke says, hey, Adam, just read uh, Bitcoin.com, Russia considering new laws banning Bitcoin and crypto. I mean, how many? I've read that like 50 million times. I mean, we, we hear that every year. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't, I, it doesn't mean anything. All right. Now, uh, should you sell all your Bitcoin now? <laughs> Some people think so. Some people want, want you to read that article and, and be scared. When we, we've read that, that article has come out 50 different times. I mean, I've been in this space since 2013. I've, I've read like similar versions of that, you, you know, putting China instead of Russia or some other, or, or, or I mean, with Russia. I mean, I guess, you, you know, when they talk about Russia, we've got all these naive people out there that think Russia is actually a powerful nation that like freak out when they see anything to do with Russia. Because again, I mean, there's all all these politicians in the United States who, for like four years, have tried to scare people about Russia. So the people are so addicted to their TV that they, they Russia bad, Russia big, Russia scary. Russia is weak. I have said it so many times. I mean, they have oil. Maybe they have oil. I mean, their people, their people who hate Jewish people, go out of their way to pretend to be Jewish to move to Israel. Okay. I mean, and I don't want to make generalizations. Not every, not all Russians hate Jewish people, but there are plenty of anti-Semites who have moved to Israel because they can't stand being in Russia that much. It's such a bad freaking place. They, they go to Israel with the people they completely dislike because they want to make money and they want to do well for them. So they want to live in a productive, productive nation of people that are in motion instead of some corrupt uh, oil oligarchy or whatever the heck it is over there. But, all right, so I went off on uh, Russia there. Well, I'm not, they're good Russian people and everything, but it's that's a that headline is such nonsense. <laughs> All right, now Andy Andy Hoff, and I guess you were saying it is a joke. I hope you were. Uh, now, uh, let me see. Andy Hoffman says, "Would love to see." Okay, uh, first of all, Andy Hoffman. How silly has Bitcoin trading become? Today's sell-off occurred precisely when Whale Alert showed 1,900 Bitcoin moving to OKX exchange two hours ago. As it turns out, it wasn't sorted, sold at all, but sent back out, perhaps via OTC. Are we still waiting for Satoshi's million uh, Bitcoin? Well, this is a very interesting point that Andy has 
he's touched on here. Let, let me let me break it down here. Uh, somebody did send 1,900 Bitcoin to that exchange. And then a few hours later, 1,901 Bitcoin came off of it. But in between, Whale Alert tweeted it out, and the price of Bitcoin dropped quite a bit. And I, I think it would be a very interesting study to see um, how often when Whale Alert tweets out something like that, uh, does the market go down? And But then how often do the Bitcoin really – they don't get sold? Like – the market would naturally go down if someone all of a sudden panic sold 1,900 Bitcoin. It really, I mean, that shows, just shows you how small the market is. When freak things like this, if if someone can do a study on this uh, of whale alert, uh, and I'm not saying whale alert's doing it intentionally. I think some people are saying he's doing it in, intentionally. Um, what he did the other day with the Satoshi thing, that was, I mean, he was causing fud. I don't know why he did that. Um, that wasn't his bot that did it, but. It, it would it would be interesting to uh, to see if uh, the if it does have a, a market effect. If people freak out every time they hear uh, a bunch of Bitcoin has been moved to an exchange and then they sell, because here's someone left this comment in that thread: blatant market manipulation, deposit, cause panic, don't sell, purchase post dump. Now, this is where the big boys play. So you can try to manipulate all you want. But I wonder, and you would especially want to try that during a holiday weekend. You, okay, I'm sending 1,900 Bitcoin over there. I know this whale alert and some other people are going to publicize it. Then all of a sudden, other all people are going to start selling because it looks like I'm going to start selling my 1,900 Bitcoin. But what I'm going to do is that on some other exchange, I'm going to buy up a bunch of Bitcoin. And then I'm going to take my 1,900 Bitcoin off that exchange and then my new cheaper Bitcoin off that exchange. It's, it's an interesting mind game there. And that, that whale alert could be helping those type of whales that want to try to manipulate the market by depositing a lot on exchanges, getting noticed, not selling it, causing the price to go down, then buying it cheap. And again, the, why, you want to do it during a weekend. Weekend's a great time to do it. A holiday weekend's a real good because you can really, if people notice it and they all start selling, it's, it doesn't take many of them to affect the market. All right. So Tether is – someone studied that. I don't know. It's an interesting theory there. And it shows you if, – if, if there's any validity to it, that people are freaking out because of whale alert tweets, um, it just shows you how early we are still in this, that whales can get away with, with that. Um, but it, And it just shows you how the weak hands are freaking pawns to the whales uh, if, that's, if that's what's going on. And don't be a pawn. Don't just don't sell <laughs> and just have a strong freaking hand. Uh, Tether is the number three uh, market cap cryptocurrency now. It flipping ripple. All right. And that says a lot about trading, how much, how important trading is for the overall cryptocurrency market. Because what is Tether really used for? Besides like uh, smuggling money out of China into Russia or something, there, there, there's some other ways of. of uh, it's, it's all about trading. People tr mostly trading out of Bitcoin into Tether, then back into Bitcoin. And it's very popular. People clearly believe the Tether story. And now there's a lot of it out there. It's maintained its dollar peg. And it's uh, and Ripple has gone down in its market cap. And now it's it's above Ripple. And uh, that's that's how big it's the number three cryptocurrency uh, on, on the uh, on the planet. 
by market cap. And it just shows you, I mean, people's priorities, I guess, in the space. At the top, you got the real thing, baby, the real thing, the rock, all right, by far. There's no doubt. Bitcoin's the next Bitcoin. Then you got this Ethereum thing that's uh, this magical uh, world computer that does ICOs and DeFi and uh, smart contracts. You might not like that stuff, but Ethereum is the next Ethereum. It's been number it's number two by a lot. Then you got Tether, which is all about gambling. <laughs> and there's a lot of gamblers uh, that make up the cryptocurrency space. If the number three coin is all about gambling. All right. Now, valuing and just shows you how people worship the United States dollar. I mean, people value there. So many people in the space value their wealth in uh, dollars still. Tether's the number three cryptocurrency. Now, uh, let me let me. I see people tweeting stuff. I'm mean, excuse me, uh, writing stuff in, in in here. Are there any other questions? Uh, it could be that they can understand things like ICOs, EIOs, and centralized alts. Uh, yeah, uh, those things could all be banned by uh, countries. They they could be banned. But I mean, who who cares if they would ban them too? I mean, it's want to worry about it. Uh, let me see. What else do we have? We got someone gave out their phone number there. What is that? Oh, that's probably. Oh, that's just some spammer there giving out his phone number. Uh, I think it's a spammer. Who else would give out their phone number? In the, I mean, I, I mean, I'm talking about like. Don't give your information out to these uh, third parties and someone's giving out their phone number. It can't, it can't be a real person. <laughs> There'd be some ironic there. Uh, Adam, is DCA HODL trading better than? Do you mean is DCA HODL better than trading? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please, trading is the worst thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that was a question. Um, well, no, trading isn't the worst thing to do. The worst thing to do is when some dude says, hey, uh, give me, I, I'll do some uh, mining for you. Some, uh, what's it? I'll do some cloud mining for you. Give me your Bitcoin. The worst thing is when you give all your Bitcoin away to someone that says they're going to give you interest, they're going to give you more Bitcoin. That, that's, that's worse than trading. Worse than trading. Uh, all right. Going back to the, uh, but there are people that do that still. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, that's just the evolution of the space. When new people come in, sometimes they have to learn the hard way. I mean, so many people, it might be even the majority of new people who come to the space think you have to do something with your Bitcoin. Think that you must trade it, that you must sell it, that you must value its wealth in dollars, that you must value your wealth in dollars. So you're trying to get more dollars. No, no, no. You're trying to get more Bitcoin. You're trying to get more Bitcoin, baby. All right. Let's uh, let's go back to Barry Silbert and GP. GBTC. Okay, so we got another positive GBTC uh, tweet out here. Uh, but the, the a comment under the tweet says it all. Grayscale's Bitcoin trust is on a whole new level in 2020. Average weekly investment in the first quarter of 2019 was $3.2 million. Average weekly investment in the first quarter of 2020 was $29.9 million. So almost 10 times as much. And the person says institutional money has arrived. No, it hasn't actually. You're wrong about that point. But you are right that it's on a whole new level, GBTC, of people throwing money into it. You know, people that have IRAs and whatever. Um, but Barry Silbert replied to the in the thread. He says, just wait until you see quarter two. 
And so I thought, that's pretty bold right there because we have over a month left on in quarter two. And he's already saying, just wait till you see quarter two, which would imply that he's basically guaranteed that the, uh, the average weekly investment for quarter two is going to be over $29.9 million. So this dude, as we've said before, GBTC fund is buying so much of the new Bitcoin that's being produced out there. And of course, the new Bitcoin that's being produced is only half as much as before the halving, which was now like a week or so ago. Okay, the specter of bail-ins has returned. The ghost of bail-ins past has returned. Pound that like button if you don't like bail-ins. Former Dutch finance minister, I can't pronounce his name and I'm not going to try to, predicts next crisis will be debt crisis. Says bail-ins will be needed. So uh, those of you who are just, you know, going back and forth, trading in your Bitcoin for dollars and then throwing your dollars into, or or maybe you're a European and you're throwing your euros back into your Euro bank account. Dude, your bank might be broke and your bank, don't be surprised that they go in the bail-in route. You don't have to worry about bail-ins when you got your Bitcoin on your uh, store, your hardware storage device, okay? There you go. But uh, the specter of balance returning again. It would not shock me. It would not shock me if we see that this year. Uh, due to coronavirus, our bank has become broke. Uh, we will now. You will now take a 10% haircut for the good of the bank so that your account can remain open. If you don't take this 10% haircut, you will have nothing. So everyone will be like, oh, take my money. Uh, all right. Hey. You don't have to be in that position. You do not have to be in that position where your wealth is controlled by a third party like a bank. And uh, uh, speaking of 2020, I don't have this photo. Someone sent me this photo in an email. It was a picture of Mad Dog 2020, MD 2020, the the drink you might find on the streets of Baltimore, as I did as a youth. (laughs) And my friends did, this friend. And he's got a picture of the Mad Dog 2020 bottle. And it... 2020 is clearly on the bottle. Uh, it means something different than what most people think it means. But it says, the caption is, I survived 2020 once. I can survive it again. Pound that like button. And of course you're going to survive 2020. I mean, that's, there's, no, there's no question about that. But in this age where people are just think it's trying to scare everyone, that's the end of the world. Hey, dude, I survived Mad Dog 2020. I'll survive 2020 again, baby. All right. So do not accept the new normal. Uh, check techbalt.com again. That's uh, disruptmeister.com. Bidding in is overrated. I think I covered everything. Let me see if there are any more questions on this lovely Sunday night here. Have a great Memorial Day tomorrow. You can work. No sin in working tomorrow. Get a her- Get ahead of the herd. Don't be part of the herd. That's just don't be part of the herd that's hiding in their basement tomorrow. How about that? So go to the beach, you know, think about your uh, relatives who died. So there would be no herd. (laughs) They didn't die for there to be a freaking for the herd to dominate. All right. Uh, All right. That's it. Let me see other questions. That's a lot of Bitcoin. Thanks, GBTC. Yeah, GBTC has a lot of Bitcoin. All right, that's it. Pound that like button, Adam, everybody.
including Adam. I'll have to pound it. I said pound that like button, Adam. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Probably be late at night again. Thanks a lot. I'll say hi to you in the chat.